Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotman. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Hot, 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 hot. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. He'll be good. Give it a shot. <laughs> G'day, viewers. Welcome to episode 196 of the Radio Hot Lab Spectacular Show, which is a light-hearted look at gadgets, gizmos, culinary expertise, and best of all, motorsport. Marcus Sakanovic, how are you, mate? Here at Bathurst on Friday, you've just got out of the Fujitsu car. And uh, not too bad, ninth place, uh, up to eighth, but uh, car looked like it was struggling to come on early in the race, but once you got on, you know, things came up to temperature, you know, you, you moved forward and disposed of McLaughlin, you are up as far as eighth. Yeah, look, the car was great. I mean, uh, very hard. We haven't had any dry laps here. Obviously, uh, conditions have been quite treacherous early, so we've, you know, first dry laps here at the mountain uh, was in qualifying. And we had a little bit of a, a bit of a ragged car in qualifying, got sort of held up, but 13th for the start of the race, which was okay. Could have been a lot better, obviously, but uh, happy with that still. And to come out sort of clean and unscathed with uh, race one was good. Once once we got some clean air, then I could sort of really start to utilise the car and uh, you know try and catch a couple of guys in front. You know, it was good. I'm happy and looking forward to race two happened to be the first time I think we've ever seen a Fujitsu race without a red flag or a, or a safety car here at the mountain. I was driving around thinking, okay, any moment now we're going to see safety car boards, but no, it was great. I mean, all the guys in the category must have really drove well, and uh, you know, it's it's great. It's actually good to get a session where you don't have to stop a safety car red flag, and I mean, look, the mountain is you know, it's, the, it's, the, it's just the pilgrimage, I guess. It's the place, and there's always moments, you know, because you can't come here and practice, it makes it very difficult. And I guess, you know, like I said, it's just good to have a session where there's no safety car boards or red flags and you can just get a nice rhythm and go. Double duties this weekend, being called up to drive the Auto 1 uh, Holden. Third in qualifying, oh sorry, in practice, in the wet, uh, the second second uh, practice session was cancelled yesterday due to like weather and other regular screw-ups <laughs> that Treacherous were going conditions. on. Treacherous yeah, conditions. And unavailability of tyres for, <laughs> for other categories. But race <laughs> wasn't exactly what you were used to. No, look, oh, we, sorry, qualifying. we're qualifying, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very different car. I've been out of the Utes now for since 2006, so the cars are very different, and especially Holden versus Ford. I did all my, obviously, Ute racing in a Ford, but now Auto 1 Holden... So a fair different car, and again, struggle for laps in the dry, qualifying, first laps in the dry. It makes it very difficult when I've never sat my butt in the car before. But, you know, I'm happy with that, and uh, I've given the guys a, you know, a heap of feedback. We're going to have a look at some data, and I'm going to try and improve, and hopefully we can try and, you know, make good of it, make some spots up, try and do the Auto 1 Commodore some justice. And these days, the youths have actually got data or more so than they used to have anyway, so I suppose your, your days in the, the V8 supercar and analysing data would help there. Pretty much so, yeah. Apparently they've just introduced uh, a Motec ECU unit into the cars, I think this year, maybe I think it's only a couple of rounds old, but with my V8 sort of background and the skills that I've acquired over the years of, of racing V8s, um, I think I should be able to you know, do my best work now, analyse the squiggly lines, learn a few things, 
put it into practice and look out, here we come. Here comes the Auto One Commodore. Oh, on that note, i better go home and start organising the dinner. You've had your chicken merengue and pizza last night, and you didn't mind that, did you? It was fan-bloody-tastic. It was uh, something different. It's new to the action racing. Our, our guys here at the team sort of really don't get much of a chance to dabble in the fine culinary expertise of JH and JP. So, looking forward to the surprise dish yeah, awaiting our arrival. That's right. I told you yesterday, you mustn't ask for dinner, otherwise you don't get a room. What's for dinner? Correct. No, not asking. Can't wait to try. Don't worry, you're not getting them. <laughs> don't want them. <laughs> always told me, JP, that you mustn't ever ask the missus what's for dinner. Now, what's the theory on that? Because I had a little chat with Marcus and, you know, I, I, I figured you wouldn't be getting your, you know, what's. Yeah. Is that the deal? No, it's got nothing, well, no, it's got nothing to do with that, really, in the big picture. The problem with asking the missus what's for dinner is that if you ask in the morning and she's just pulled a, you know, like a, a load of chicken out of the freezer and she says, I'm going to do butter chicken. By the time you get home at night, she's changed her mind. Butter, t- butter chicken was all too hard, and she's done chicken schnitzels. And so then you've spent all day thinking, oh, I'm really looking forward to that butter chicken, and you get home and you're devastated because you get something totally different dished up. And then you get the cranks up. That's right, and then, I, and then she gets none. <laughs> no butter chicken. No, that's right, no butter chicken. see him going into the motor business, could you? Definitely not. But there you go. Oh, look who we have here. The good old 69 Camaro. None other than the pole sitter, Ed Right. It's good to have a left-hand drive car around Bathurst because Predominantly, you are turning left through being a, uh, an anti-clockwise circuit. In fact, I think Alan Moffat was one of the first to ever bring a left-hand drive car to the mountain here, uh, the RX-7 Stuyvesant car, uh, built specifically, you know, to be able to drive here, but then it was, you know, a Japanese factory attempt. Yes, it was indeed. Uh, gee, that was a long time ago now. So that's... 1983-84. 84 when they introduced the fuel injection system. Oh, that's right. It's fair to say that uh, JP and I here at Radio Hot Lap uh, have been somewhat subdued over the last 24 hours when we uh, we heard the, this very sad news, the passing of uh, Steve Jobs, an icon in the, in the IT industry. And, and definitely, uh, I think I can speak for you, JP, uh, as well, um, a very influential character in our business lives. Um, Absolutely. As we were there at the towers yesterday morning before we uh, headed to the track, it, um, the news yeah. came through. And That's right. And I got an SMS from my missus and she said, did you hear the news Steve Jobs has died? And it was just like, you're kidding. And so we turned on all the news services and uh, sure enough, 
where it was. And I noticed somebody today said that uh, they thought it was very ironic that um, a lot of the world would have heard the news on a device that, he, that he's got credit for creating. And sure enough, you know, it was an SMS on my iPhone that I, that I got the news through. Yeah, quite rightly so. And I think, uh, you know, the uh, proliferation of those devices, certainly around here, has meant that... Uh, not only has the uh, internet services through the media centre become very, very uh, stifled, struggling for anyone to get very anything stifled. out, um, so are the, the phone networks. Um, yeah, and I mean, everyone's got an iPhone or an iPod Touch taking a photo. Well, just to, I mean, even that fuel to that fire, look right, we're sitting right opposite this new uh, pole that's been put up. It looks very temporary just for the event, and it's a miniature mobile phone tower. And I've never noticed it here before. No, it's certainly uh, quite significant, isn't it? It, it is. Uh, it's it's amazing. You know, if you're a Telstra user, um, you'll be getting a great signal here, but the rest, not so good. No, well, certainly, I mean, I'm, I've got a Telstra uh, connection, and certainly I haven't had any problems at all. I notice it's actually pointing to beam straight up to the mountain, too, so uh, the guys up the top will be getting a good signal, no doubt. It's funny, ten years ago when we were messing around with telemetry systems uh, way before you know, the, uh, the current 3G style phones or even smartphones were introduced, we thought to ourselves, well, what would be the point of coming up with an application or, or a, a tool based on, on WAP um, that uh, would allow people to connect in and find out what was going in in the, the driver's lounge as they're cruising around and getting the, the telemetry data because no one would have those devices ten years on. Yeah. Uh, we find that everyone's got one. Well, not only that, I mean, you've got things now, like, I mean, I noticed for the first time on the back of the paddock, they've actually got a listing of all the, uh, of all the driver's radio frequencies, so that if you're a bit of a, uh, a scanner merchant, uh, you know what, what channel to tune into to listen to your favourite driver. Uh, you know, that, I've just never seen anything like that, a motor racing uh, event before, and that's just how tech-savvy everybody's become, and how much more affordable and uh, easy to manage the technology is. Well, it was a pretty crappy day yesterday at the mountain. In fact, uh, it was bloody awful, in fact. <laughs> it was. But compounding that was, uh, what we understand, only 600 tyres uh, of the wet weather variety made it here to the mountain. But that was split into to two different variants as well. Then they were, you know, distributed out to various teams. And then, well, hang on a minute, that's only 10 tyres, you know, exactly per, per car sort of thing. Uh, and, with an event like this and the way the weather was looking yesterday, I mean, it just literally pissed down all day. It didn't let up. I mean, and even if it did let up, it only let up momentarily. And it was looking like the whole weekend was going to be exactly the same. So you can imagine the people at V8 Supercars and uh, Dunlop absolutely crapping their pants. But uh, what the hell are we going to do about this? We can't have people running around the mountain all day on Sunday if it's wet. Um, with slicks on because we haven't got enough wets. Well, it was actually, when you say, you know, 10 times per team, remember that it had to be distributed across the 30-odd Fujitsu cars as well, so that's where yeah, the, well, that's the 60 cars came in. But but then some of the bigger teams went, hang on a minute, like, you know, well, who's got what? And uh, yeah. by the time the third practice session, which is actually cancelled, got underway, uh, that was the first time that those tyres were, uh, were touching the ground. They'd been distributed between P2 and P2 and P3. And, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> old Macca. <laughs> Hey, Macca! <laughs> Don't tell me the focus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, then last night, a call came through sort of after, after dinner that, that everybody, you know, had to bring all their tyres. Every Fujitsu and every main game team had to assemble their tyres 
Oh, they're wet weather tyres. Yeah, here, down here, rather. Yeah, down for, for Dunlop to, you know, and V8 Supercars to look at. Take them back into stock and then uh, reallocate them out. And then a transfer that was set up from... Um, from uh, Melbourne arriving at 2 in the morning. That sorted it out, so there should be enough wet weather tyres. But uh, as a result, force majeure, as they say, um, situation beyond control, forced the uh, cancellation of not only the third main game uh, practice session, but also, also the Fujitsu. That's right. But today, everything seems okay. Well, apparently, uh, as sort of an adjunct to the tyre thing, the, the biggest the biggest bitch by the main game teams was there were apparently two different compounds of wet weather tyres in use, and initially they were allocating them on no particular basis, so that was why they called them all back in, so that theoretically now all of the Fujitsu's are running one compound and all of the main game teams are running another compound, so it's back to a, a you know a, a level playing field. There'll be plenty of people out there who will be providing all sorts of tributes to Steve Jobs and uh, his, uh, his efforts uh, in uh, changing the world that we live in and uh, I think we'll leave that tribute to them uh, perhaps at another show back at uh, the World Headquarters. We've had a little bit of time to reflect on it. We might go through and look at some of the, the particular moments that, um, that have been influential to us. And, uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, I suppose having some, luckily enough, having some time in America um, in the in the 90s when Steve was coming back, uh, coming back in, the, yeah, in Cupertino, when if not leaving, sort of, uh, it's very close to home, and, uh, you know, 56 years old, that's just... That's very close to home for me. Yeah, it, it is really close to home for you, and, you know, it's funny, my dad's still alive um, and, and kicking and won't tell me where the money's buried, even though I sort of asked for for my birthday. I was 39 years old when Steve Jobs was born, so it's, really, it's quite amazing. It's just that why is it that, that people of such such talent and, uh, and, and so so gifted yep. uh, have their lives cut short? But you know, perhaps you know, he was here to do a job, and you know, no pun intended. And then has moved, exactly. moved on from there, and you know, that that's it. Yeah. However, I'd have to say that lack of red meat. And, uh, and, 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 drink, alcohol. And, and all those cups of tea didn't help? No, probably not. <laughs> I think my liver would be suffering if, I, if that's all I was doing. But there you go. I'll just try and get a word in, Craig, with with, with Jacqueline Onassis uh, before you have to go and get a special salad sandwich without half the egg. Wait, uh, how's it going this weekend in the Utes? We were going quite well, actually. Came in with a new engine. Very optimistic about going home with a trophy. Uh, a couple of sessions in the wet. We are right up there on the pace. And then uh, went out for qualifying, and now we're off the pace by a bit over two seconds. So been on the phone to the engine builder. Behind us, we're taking rocket covers off, changing spark plugs, fuel pump, changing a fuel pump. There's a few things that are coming up, but we just don't know exactly what the main contributor is. So better safe than sorry. We'll change everything. You've got a new engine for this race and this year there's Motec systems now in place so you're looking at the data a bit easier to determine the problems? Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing about that is um, just comparing it to another Ford, which I'm about oh, a second and a half faster then, coming out of Forest Hill, I'm a kilometre an hour faster and at the end of the shoot I'm, I'm travelling on the gas for about 40 metres further and I'm losing 5k an hour. So, And that engine's 18 months old, so that's... Obviously, there's, there's some some issue there. It felt a little bit funny underfoot, and we're just working between my mechanics, the engine builder, 
uh, and the category uh, fellas to try and uh, establish exactly what it is, find it and fix it, and then go out for race one, hopefully with a bit more pace. And you, you would be remiss to not include the superintendent of ferries who's there, and it's after five tonguing for a beer. Well, this is why he's working frantically to try and get the thing fixed because a beer o'clock, you know, like he starts getting the shakes and uh, he might strip a few threads if he's not careful. I mean, because you want to go faster down to shoot tomorrow. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Going quick. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, mate. Bit of water there, and that's the thing with this racetrack, though, Minty, that you can be the bottom of the mountain bone dry and bathed in sunlight, and you can be at the top and it can be hailing in torrentially rain. So that's just part of parcel of racing at Mount Panorama. Gaunt struggling for pace, he got past Stephen Richards on lap two. Richards has continued to attack, he's putting the pressure on the money choice car. Michael Patrizzi setting fastest lap left, right, center, driving loud in front of the gap 2.6 now to Gaunt. Well, JP, it certainly is raining here on Saturday morning as we head in towards the track from our luxurious tower apartment at Rockley Mount. Indeed it is, Johnny, and uh, yes, it started pissing down yet again. Looked like it was going to be uh, quite a pleasant morning uh, earlier on from the view from Zucanovic Towers across the valley to the mountain, but uh, now here we are driving down and it's pissing down again, as you can hear. They were the dulcet tones of Richard Crail. Does an absolutely great job. In fact, it's funny when you wake up to Richard Crail on the radio there and, uh, from the track. It's it's quite a, it's quite nice to actually have the on-track coverage. We're just close enough that we can get the on-track coverage up at Zucanovic uh, Towers. So, for the viewers' uh, perspective, uh, the towers are located about 20 kilometres southeast yep. of uh, Mount Panorama. In fact, we look across the valleys to the. Um, Sort of like parallel with uh, Conrod Strait. So yes. like if you were if you were going down Conrod Strait, we'd be sort of like at four o'clock and uh, up quite high yep. across Perthville. Great little pub there where we uh, had some very friendly pub. friendly service there the other night on a ride. Yeah, JP. Uh, but yes, you can hear the, the rain belting down, so it's been pretty iffy. But uh, Saturday's always one of those good days, isn't it? Because you know the racing started, the Carrera Cups on, then the, the V8s are out for their final practice session before. Marcus jumps into the Ute to do battle. Yes, in the Auto One car that he wasn't so happy with uh, with yesterday. No, he was very unhappy with his performance yesterday. But he was then never very having, unhappy. Never having driven a Holden Ute before, he, he was having difficulty coming to terms with the way that it handled and what it did. Um, he said to me that uh, he thought he was uh, on a real flyer, and he, uh, <laughs> he he buzzed through to the pits. Well, how how's it going? You know, how am I? I felt like that was a really quick lap, and they went, uh, hate to tell you, mate, you're about 15th. <laughs> so, not good for poor old Marcus. But his mood brightened considerably on consumption of extremely tender veal schnitzel, of which 12 Serbians could not eat the lot of. Quite correct. Another deluxe meal cooked by... Um, Radio Hot Lap. Yeah, Radio Hot Lap chefery. It's uh, very hard to infiltrate the Serbian mafia. <laughs> but after years of it, we're part of the family. That's right. As long as we keep cooking, we'll be fine. <laughs> the, head, the head of the Serbian race team has uh, requested the One Trick Pony special potatoes tonight, the Hasselbacks. Yes, the good old Hasselbacks. So that'll be nice. We'll be doing a deluxe roast tonight, viewers. Absolutely. Swiss, you know, even though we'll be working at the track till 6 o'clock, we'll be rushing back to drink a few nice little sneaky pinots and yes. get those roast chickens and the Hasselbacks ready. 
this morning, JP, I thought to myself, why go down and spend $99 at Dick Smith when? For nothing. You can download a nice free scanner application that lets you listen to all the teams and race control on your iPhone. Well, what a great idea. So, what's it called? Um, 5 Radio. Okay. But if you just if you just look for um, you go to the iTunes store and search for um, scanners, right? You, you'll um, you know you'll, you'll find it there up the top. There's a free one and there's also a paid one. I don't know what the difference is. I think it probably removes the ads. But I'm listening, not looking. True. So um, yeah, it seems to work well. You'll probably also find it where your highway patrol is on the way home if you're <laughs> a vulnerable enough driver. We're condoning anything nasty, viewers. So I think this morning we need to go and uh, have a bit of a chat to George Medici, who's back from uh, from from the States, and uh, then to Marcus afterwards. Um, he's done his year race, so we went from that. Have a chat to Alan Simonson, see how he's going there, because uh, Murphy fourth yesterday in, in uh, qualifying, obviously puts him you know in a strong position for the shootout. But you know that'll be very much weather dependent, won't it? Because you know someone could get a dry run and someone could get a wet run. Yes, that's often the way it works up in this place, but, uh, and the weather is just so changeable. I mean, here we are now, we've actually hit Perthville, and the rain's, the rain's gone away. So uh, maybe it's just uh, the, just a bit of low cloud, and it's probably hitting the top of the mountain, but you know, we're in one of those situations where it might be quite dry down the bottom. The unfortunate timing of roadworks here in Bathurst. The main street of Bathurst completely chewed up and dirt. I mean, the White Town Hall is splattered with mud. Mercedes-Benz look like they've been to a tractor pull. I mean, how would you be coming up here? Look at your car. It's an absolute mess. It is. It's totally... Uh, it's Mudsville. Bathurst, Mudsville. So, um, but uh, we got, I got all right yesterday. I, the guy was trying to stop me from going in this particular VIP car park. And I said, mate, it's a four-wheel drive. And he looked at it and I said, but I managed to slither through the mud and find myself a path without getting bogged. Unlike a few other people we saw on the way home last night, Johnny, trying to get pulled out of the mud, and the tractor that was pulling it out was bogged. In fact, there's someone else we have to go and talk to today, because last night it was revealed by uh, none other than Les Small, after he'd consumed a bit of Serbian food and wine, that uh, he'd actually had some involvement with some tune-up kits that uh, were a variant of the, of the Mountville uh, RS RS500 upgrade here, and uh, yes. no one other than John Bow, who we saw yesterday, yep. um, has his hand in it. So we better go and see if we can find Joe B and ask him what he knows about it. Yeah, well, I think we probably should. He's see. a Ford aficionado. Well, he is. You're right, and he'll know all the all the scoop. So, you know, you'd be looking pretty good for uh, for a kit for the for the RS, Johnny. Oh, absolutely. Ah, I love the mud bit, but for now. <laughs> <laughs> the, may, the mud's coming up. <laughs> Down the main street of Bathurst. Good time. Point, four point. Um, come to stand by for a race start. Well, Saturday morning, Murph at the Mountain. Jeez, couldn't go much better than that, but you've got a great co-driver. He's very, uh, very used to changeable conditions from his Le Mans racing, so it's looking <laughs> good. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, he's pretty relaxed, which is nice. Um, I was just saying to someone a minute ago, you know, we, we probably, we didn't have that box ticked at Phillip Island and, um, you know, this weekend he's, he's, he, the car is, is suited, suited to Bathurst more than what it was the other week and, and he's very comfortable in it. So, uh, you know, we're, we're really pleased with where that's at at the moment and, but it's only one part of the job. We, we haven't got any trophies in our hands or bloody any points in the bag yet, so. 
that happens tomorrow. Yeah, well, you just got to keep the tyres right and wait for the 10-lap sprint usually, don't you? Uh, yeah, there's a bit more to that. I mean, um, you, you're going to need, you, you've got to have a car that's, you know, that you can push to the limit and be happy to go that extra, extra percent to, you know, to, to try and put yourself there. And, and you know, there's going to be a few cars and who knows who tomorrow, tomorrow that are going to, you know, be in a similar boat to what we are. So, you know, it's it's way way too early. The, this, morning, this morning session was was a mixed bag with the rain and stuff again and Al just went out and did a you know got a lap in really early on slicks and did a good job so um, but he's comfortable in the wet as well and, and I drove the car then in the wet and, it, and it's it's responding nice. That's good mate moving away from Bathurst has, has he been in the area about sports car racing because you've had a bit of a dabble yourself with panels and they race oh. for a thousand years and you like that? Oh yeah I do it's, we're a bit busy with this that's the problem. When, when, you, when you have a month off? Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe, maybe when I'm not full time in this in this category, yeah, but I uh, don't know when that's going to be. All right, well, good luck, mate. Cheers. Hey, Al, I just had a chat to Murphy. He's pretty happy with the morning, and uh, yeah, yeah. Worst things in coming out of the practice session before qualifying, before the shootout in uh, in top position, but it's changeable. It's changeable conditions, but yeah, the car is working well. Uh, boys have done a very good job in getting a good setup on it. Uh, looks like it's going to be changeable conditions for the race, so it's important to have a car that works in, in, in all conditions and a car that we're both comfortable in driving. Um, but yesterday, yesterday in the dry, Murph obviously proved that um, that he's very quick um, in in the dry conditions. Um, so if it should dry up for the shootout this afternoon. Um, I think we'll be in a good condition, but anyway, we'll, we'll only come off um, as bad as 10th as if, if everything falls to shit, but could it be on pole as well? So, um, But look, for myself, you know, it was good to come out there. I put in some quick laps at the start of the sessions and ended up P1, so my first time topping the V8 supercar timesheets is not bad. I mean, coming out of a, the sports car racing that you're doing, everything's you know, changing all the time. Long distance races, races, weathers, you know, different long circuits like Nurburgring and Le Mans. I mean, is this the sort of stuff you enjoy, or would you just rather it be dry? Um, I'd rather it be dry because it's uh, it's it's easier for everyone and it, it puts less risk into the whole thing. We can't forget that 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 I'm here as a supporter to Murph. You know, I want to do a good job to support him. It's not my show; it's it, it's his, and and uh, I want to make sure that I do the best job. And and uh, changeable conditions makes it difficult for all the co-drivers. Uh, but as you say, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty used to driving cars in different conditions, rallies and, and what have we. So um, I think it proved this morning, you know, probably why I was quickest. Um, so, but anyway, we'll see. Um, I think the punters are probably hoping for dry, so uh, we'll see what happens. The punters? The punters, they're here. With you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. See ya. See ya, man. Well, this is the GT race on Sunday, Saturday, 30-minute race, and I've come into the Pepsi Max pits. Alan's here, but so's Robert, the designer of the uh, Pepsi Max car. In terms of delivery, absolutely great job, mate. Thank you very much, yeah. So tell the viewers, how do you actually do it? What, what tools do they give you to create it? Oh, um, it's all, you just go into the internet, skin it to win it, and um, it's all pre-made objects, so you just, it starts off as a blank car, and then you start off with a background image, like say a carbon effect, and then you just have pre-made objects like dice, um, arrows, and then you just shuffle things on. I just uh, thought to be a bit creative and uh, put like a glow effect, which was actually on Google, I actually copied that, so they had to make their own little version, otherwise it would have been copyright. 
So uh, they made their own little like version of that lighting effect, and um, yeah, I just thought uh, the two maxes on each side just thought that would be pretty, quite cool. So like, well, street riding kind of effect on one side, and then uh, the block effect on the other. So um, yeah. Oh, it's an absolutely great job, and I think, what does it feel like to be here at Bathurst to see uh, the car be leading the pack there in the last practice session with Alan at the wheel and your livery on it? Yeah, it's um, a great feeling, you know, um, just to have, uh, maybe, maybe you never know, the design could be giving it luck, but um, it's just, it's fabulous being here, it's like, first thing, because the first ever time I... I actually went to it was at Barbagello and like just sitting now on the fields and now I'm in here in the pit lane it's amazing just a great experience once in a lifetime and you're getting all your design work shown all around the world on TV that's pretty cool yeah that is yeah that's just freaky it's just un- yeah it's just amazing yeah well good luck mate for the future because I think you've got a big one ahead of you and enjoy the weekend thank you well talking of designers we've just met the young bloke who's designed the Pepsi Max car two minutes later I run into Dane Child from Armageddon Design who Strange things happen. Not only was he doing spotterguides.com, thanks JP. Yeah, no worries, Johnny. I'm glad you finally got it right. Yeah, all right. I've been, been practicing it. He's uh, he's been working on the design of the Aquila CR1 for Dan Sonson and, and Lazarek Nielsen over in, in Denmark. He's just had a chat with Alan. I mean, what's the chance of that, Dane? You're on the show, mate. Yeah, well, finally I'm here instead of just being talked about in third person. Um, no, look, it's great. We're, we're getting close to it. Um, we had a few talks with OzGT yesterday. Um, we've got a few things that we've got to put in place. Um, a few more questions to go away and answer and do a bit more research. Possibly we'll get it into the challenge class next year, um, but we're still looking, you know. We still want to get the thing over here. Everyone's keen about it, and, um, yeah, it's... I mean, we love the car. Everyone that sees it loves it. Everyone that I've talked to has said it's it's incredible. The price of it's right. It's just a matter of getting them here now. So yeah, look, it's a case of positioning, just as Alan had said. And if they, the guys have been a little bit, you know, cagier and not not ended up doing pole by uh, such a significant amount at the Britcar 24 um, a week or so ago, um, you know, you know, you got to be there at the end of a end of a long race. In fact, you only want to win it by the smallest margin on the last corner. That's it. You, you know, there's no point in going out and and lapping as quick as you can when the car's not going to make it there. And, I mean, it's something we can work on. We'll get the car set up a bit better to run, um, you know, and do those long runs, as, you know, with Al was saying. We, exactly that. You get towards the end and you run that little bit that you need to win by, not by a mile. So we'll, we'll get there. It's, um, do you think we should start paying out on Jezza now? Why not? I got a phone call from him last night, actually, at about at about 11:30 last night. He's and sort of he's, the honorary viewer. He is the honorary viewer. Yes. Yeah. He, oh, definitely. But he, he rang me last night and was um, being cheeky about how's the weather because I'm camping up the back of the paddock, and uh, it was literally just after we had a big storm roll through, and yes. he jumped on the bomb website and had a look at it, and he's, you know, wow, you're getting a bit wet, but we were dry. The guys next to us weren't though, so. Oh uh, well, you you did well. We had plenty of thunder and lightning up at uh, Zakanovic Towers, didn't we, Johnny? Well, they were just the Serbians. <laughs> that's because dinner. dinner was late. It wasn't that late. <laughs> God, they had pizza on arrival. They, had, they did. They You're right. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you never know when they're going to front. I can tell you now, though, that lightning, it's not fun when you're sitting there hanging onto a tent pole trying to fix a tarp up and you've got that whizzing around above your head. But, uh, yeah, no, we managed to keep dry overnight.
overnight, but JP made us quite aware that it was raining and he was in a very dry shed. So Jezza is having a great weekend and you know, he's set up. He keeps sending me messages saying we're ready to go. We've got the big screen, we've got the sound system. They had the barbecue on the lawn out the front, so they're into it. He's, you know, he's not here though, like we are. Ironically, we've just got the 30-minute GT race going on in the background. There's actually there's uh, only uh, f- a few seconds left to go. In fact, it's just finished. It's on the last lap there, and uh, Mark Eady in the Audi has uh, taken the victory from uh, from Kevin Weeks, who won uh, Classic Adelaide in the in the um, in his, uh, you know. $11,000 million dollar Porsche. It's actually good to see Kev back out there. He had a yeah, bit of yeah, a moment sure. this morning. Um, and so it's good to see him back out there and get a second place. I mean, yeah, it's a great result. Yeah, a mate of mine got the photos this morning and showed me the photos of Kev going off in Murray's. And yeah, it looked pretty nasty, but good to see him get back out there and get a second. So It's interesting to see that Hackett and the, uh, and the Mercedes, the SLS, has dropped right down. He was leading for a while, but it's um, he's only finished uh, there in ninth. So obviously... Uh, you know, they've probably got the, the call, you know, the caviars on the table have to come in. <laughs> Just watching it over the weekend, though, whenever it was wet, that's when it excelled. As soon as it went dry, it started going backwards. I mean, but that's what you get when you've got 10-stage traction control and 10-stage ABS. More, more stages than um, a rock concert, really. I mean, that 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 is delicious. Uh, you wouldn't want to take it down the main street of Bathurst, you know, that's totally you know, chopped no, up no. and covered in mud. And as I said that's before, right, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the Mercedes down there look like they've been to a Kentucky tractor pull. Yep. Well, they do. Is that a Kentucky? A Kentucky tractor chicken. Oh, is it, is it wetter in Kentucky than anywhere else? Good night, viewers. <laughs> Good night, We'll be back later. Thanks, guys. Right. JP, I'm never one to feel inadequate, especially <laughs> now that I've seen Harry's nose. <laughs> Dear me, I'm here with George Medica. You're back from the US only for a few more days before you, you cruise back. Mate, how's it been going over there? Awesome. awesome. Are you driving as well as your dad? <laughs> I don't know, mate. He's been doing so well, that's hard to live up to. But no, it's been good. We're second in the championship and... Uh... Just cruising on along. We've got four races to go, so we'll just get back and tackle those. So when you went over earlier in the year, you started off doing the late model stuff, and now you've moved on to doing some ARCA races, which are a bit longer tracks, is that right? I uh, just did the one ARCA race, yeah. So we uh, were up at New Jersey, and that was on a road course, and so I felt a bit more at home. Um, but tell you what, 875 horsepower in those ARCA cars, you definitely know about it. And uh, at the end of a 35-lap stint, the thing doesn't want to go anywhere, you know, so you're wheel spinning first, second, third, you know, it's... Uh, it was good. It was good. It was a lot of fun, but to, to come second was a bit of a, a, a slap in the face after we led virtually the whole thing. So um, it must have been fun being over there with Marcus Ambrose taking his first sprint car victory, you know, and you being part of his, uh, his stable. Uh, pretty exciting times. Yeah, no, he's a legend, and he's been, uh, he's been so good to me. You know, you can't, uh, can't say enough about the guy. He's been a, what, like, a really good mentor and has helped me get through and, and help, has helped me take the next step in my career as well. So... Um, yeah, he's been good. He's been good, and uh, and it's and I've been really, really enjoying it. So on on the whole, it's been a really good experience, and hopefully keep going. So what's the next race? Uh, we're at Newport. Um, where it's a it's a little bull ring. It's probably the smallest in length track we go to. Really high banking. Um, the, a pole lap would be about a 13.0, I'd say. 13 and second lap. Yeah. So you're always passing. How much? The tra- how many? How many cars on the track? Yeah, it depends. It depends on how many we get. I think usually last time we were there, we had uh, had 25 cars. So that's not many seconds per car. 25 you know? cars if four meters long. Yeah, all right. So that's like pretty much half the tracks, like yeah. completely full of metal. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I went there, I got uh, got put in the fence by a lap car. So that tells you how much traffic we're going going through. And there was only lap 40 or something. So does it make Simmons Plains look like Le Mans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely. And I think uh, uh, 
McZee here is going to have a bit of a, 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 a baptism of fire when he comes over, but it'll be good. It'll be good. Well, Marcus, you've been over there before and had a bit of a run. Have you got any aspirations about doing that sort of stuff? I'm always willing to try something new. Um, when the opportunity, opportunity presented itself, I thought, you know, why not? Let's give it a go. And so we're going to go over there. I mean, obviously I'm a bit blinded. Hopefully George can lead the way for me a little bit, open, open a few doors to the whole good old boy stuff, and we'll see how it pans out, I guess. I'm a bit scared now. He's just mentioned it's a bull ring at Newport. <laughs> I definitely got my hands full, I think. Well, it'd be good to, good to go over and catch up and see the Sprint Cup race. That would be great. I've never been and seen one. Uh, closest I've come to is a is a K and N West Series race, so I'm looking forward to that experience definitely. But uh, like NASCAR racing is a bit interesting. You sort of got to be friendly to the people you don't like in order to get get somewhere. You got to end this this bump drafting and sort of you know isn't that the way it works, George? You sort of yes, go look. You're yes a competitor, no. but I, if you're good to me, you won't. You'll be good back to me. Is that it? Yeah. Yes and no. You know they don't like they don't like fakers over there. You got to be you got to be a real person, and you don't don't necessarily have to get along off the track to, to work together on the track. Um, so you do, it's just a, it's a it's an it's a respect system, you know. You you get you get what you give, and and uh, and you give what you get, you know. If uh, if he pushes you a two, you push back a ten. It's about the way it works. So a bit of mental intimidation going on there off track as well. You certainly get they get the press. Yeah, definitely, and uh, and and you know you got you got to work that, and and when you first get there, they'll try and push you around a little bit because they don't, you know, they're trying to figure out what to expect from you. Um, but once they once they know what, what, who you are and what you're about, then they generally tend to cut you a little bit of slack. But uh, your dad's on fire at the moment, you know. Ever since he sort of gone, look, I, you know, I can let someone else run the business a bit and let go and having a bit of a holiday. You know, he's going to volcanoes and fixing boats in the Pacific and then Alaska and the Philippines or something. He's ev- he's everywhere but here or in a race car. Yeah, he's doing an awesome job. He's he's as relaxed as I've seen him in a race car since I've been alive. Um, so he just does does a great job, and I can tell. You can see it in his driving. You know, he's he. Uh, He's finally got that thing sorted out on pole by 1.2 from from Bow uh, here. He had his characteristic usual crappy start to the race, uh, but uh, rebounded from like seventh to second. So, look, I think I think he's going to have a good weekend, and it looks like it's going to be a bit damp again this afternoon. Mate, I hope his expertise uh, extends to the plane because I'm hitching a ride back tomorrow, and I don't like little planes and bumps. Yeah. What, would you do it? Yeah, good luck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, George, and look forward to catching up with you. No worries, thanks, Hardy. And Harry, good luck with it. Yeah, it'll be good by tomorrow. Have Almost. you sold any cars? Uh, plenty. <laughs> a true moodicky. Can you pass the bloody horses? Well, now that we're back at the house, I suppose that's all right. Marcus, uh, I see you inhaled all the chicken as usual, but not as much as your dad. There was no peas, though, Jahadi. I've sat down to dinner. I was really looking forward to peas, but the peas arrived late. What's what's the go? Late peas. It's just, my, it's just not my day. It really isn't. I have, I have a 13th in Utes race, then I have a bloody... DNF in the Fujitsu race, and then there's no peace. It goes a little hard over the mountain <laughs> and touched the rear wheel on the left side, the broken the linkage. Broken the linkage, but yes. No, what's to linkage? Be, to be fair, Andrew, your engineer here, uh, had done a, a great job along with Gerard to set the car up beautifully. Jean for you. And you, Gerard, Gerard. Uh, back from Barcelona in the 24 hour. But he, um, you have a, a, a great car, and fifth, running fifth on a ride up until lap nine. It was good. Uh, you think I'm about to ask you, Andrew? What was the trick in setting that up? You know, now that you're here for a one-trick pony dinner. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the car was set up pretty well. He was pretty happy with it, but um, might have been a bit eager going over the top. And 
Yeah, a bit of a... I was very eager. Were you looking for beaver? <laughs> Leave it to beaver. <laughs> Leave it to beaver to be eager to find the beaver. Come on, <laughs> give the viewers give the viewers a rundown, Marcus, of, of your future race because it was cutting just after it was it was pretty good. Um, okay, rundown of today's uh, shenanigans, I guess. Lightning start. I'm starting to get the uh, you know the ABC towing Commodore off the line very well. Uh, jumped a couple of spots. We're in the sixth by turn one. And then uh, from there we um, drove quite well, I think. It was enough to stay there comfortably. Sort of had a really good dice with Scotty McLaughlin. In fact, you got a really good start. I noticed that you actually you fainted right before pulling in left and going up the wall there because there was a stalled car and you moved up, to, I think, six through the first corner. Yeah, yeah. Got up to sixth and... Um, I know I'm remembering that because I'm going to have to write it. Yes, you better write that. Yeah. I'll be yeah. ringing you tomorrow, JH, say, where is the writing? I'll be on some special plane. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, at th things were going great. The race, we you know, set on a good rhythm. I uh, was on the back of the lead pack, which is, you know, it's really, it's really refreshing to be actually, you know, racing with the fast guys, learning, you know, and it doesn't matter how old you are, you're always learning, and, and um, you know, this race was really good, just to be there beside, you know, following these fast guys, and then, uh, you know, to make a little error and glance the, uh, the wall on the left hand side on the exit of the cutting so as you come up out of the cutting just over the bump and you turn right to start heading towards the tree. Pretty much Johnson had come to grief in the, with the rock many many years ago but like Marcus I mean if you look if you look at it um, once you get once again disposed of Scotty McLaughlin you were on the tail of Paul Morris and and you know that group in front of you were, were really pretty much the benchmark about where you know, Fujitsu Racing is at and behind the driving standards were appalling as usual. I mean, you know, it was like Batesy screwing up. I mean, if the guy can't do a single lap in his life without running into someone, you know, I mean, he should have licence revoked. And, I mean, it was just, it's just appalling. I mean, and, and it wasn't much better in the, in the Ute race. Well, you know, look, it's, uh, you know, there's been a lot of controversy of late, you know, with the involvement of level one teams in, in the in the Fujitsu series, I mean, look, it is tough when you're a privateer like myself, you know, Dad and I and all the guys, you know, we do our best to try and be there. But I think today was a good, it was a good sign that they're not unbeatable and they're not streets ahead being level one team. You know, we, we, we're on the tail end. Yes, we probably didn't have complete outright pace, but we had enough to be, to be within striking distance. But... Yeah, I still got a little bit of work to do, and I guess there's a little bit more consistency that That's I need to bring one in. Of these circuits, isn't it? That you know, if you're a driver, it brings it. It's not a stopgate track like Wit and stuff like that. That's why Murph can drive like a busted ass after the year on the other tight tracks, <laughs> and he comes here, he goes bang, 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 bang. We'll get onto that later, but but it is true, isn't yeah. it? And that's why I reckon you're going to go good when you want to go to Europe, and we do tracks like Spa and Le Mans and Nurburgring and things like that, because you get in the rhythm and you can focus and you can work with traffic speeds and so on like that. This stopgate stuff is well the thing i like about bathurst is just i guess simply you're rewarded for the commitment that you give the circuit you know so if you drive at 11 tenths and almost hang the thing off the fence there's nothing more satisfying at the end of that lap you can actually take a breath and say well i've made it down from that lap let's go again so you know like i said following paul and uh you know paul dave jack and uh andrew thompson it's to be right there and actually catch them across the top of the mountain was very, very, 
I guess, fulfilling for me. Yeah, I guess I'm shattered that we didn't uh, that we didn't get to uh, finish the race. But like I said to you know Les on on the radio, you know, I would uh, prefer to crash in fifth to having a red hot go then truck around in 25th filling up the program. So, you know, look, I've learned a lot this weekend. I think we all have as a team, you know, a few areas we can all improve on, me with my consistency and a couple other things here and there. But we're not far away, I think, you know. If we didn't have the engine let down at Adelaide, we might be in a better steed this part of the well, championship. I can see, so. and, and JP, you might want to add something into this, that there are a lot of drivers that were behind you on a track where it takes, you know, dedication and risk and and driver skill to be able to go quick. Um called gonads. <laughs> Mate, seriously, it's just called gonads, and I'm just a guy they've pulled out of the gutter to feed them on the way home, okay? But the no, guy, the guy, the guy, the guy drives with talent. Apparently okay? quite a good handy ha handy hand in the kitchen. Maybe next year. Yeah. He might get a promotion. What these guys really need is some really good sponsorship. Okay. The, the, yeah, the shameless plug's been thrown. The act, the act, <laughs> the act where some of the some of the leading leading contenders are supported by the main game as such groups, um, and yet you get privateers that battle their ass off all day, every day, um, just to be able to get here and enjoy a dinner after putting in a performance for the weekend. <laughs> it's just, oh, uh, what a, what a, it's, it's almost like a serenade, wasn't after, it? Hasn't it? But don't you think it was a serenade? Yeah, it was, it was a one-trick That was lovely. He'll want a piece of yeah, me. It's one-trick pony spuds. Now, I've got three words for you, Marcus, and you, JP. Yes. Yutz, yutz, yutz. Well, there you go. Yeah. Marcus, you're probably better to ask that. All I'm just going to say is... Yutz? What, what is a Yutz? Going backwards through the chase. <laughs> yutz is a new word that you've concocted. No, no, Don't it, you mean... No, it comes yutz. from... It, no, it comes from... Raoul. Raoul? Raoul. 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 Of the old days. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'd say, look, can you get over here and get that bit of code done so we can make the, the, the V8 website work? He goes, ah... Yutz, yutz, yutz. Oh, is that the old elephant tuna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Raul. Yeah. Raul. Yeah. <laughs> but what was it? What was it like, really, you know, for the weekend, getting back at the end of the day when push comes to shove and it's all over at Rover or something, chipping at the cold place? With the with the yutz, 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 yutz. Mm. <laughs> you gotta say it with the with the yutz. Now nah, look, I, I've always maintained yutz. They're a great category. There's been some smashes. And Muschetta. I tell you, I took a census on the smashes, <laughs> and that was some serious stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, right. I have to fly home in the morning. <laughs> I hope Andrew's not listening to poor fella. He's probably going to have a complex after this. <laughs> Oh, I, think, I think George plays it back to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not my fault. He bought, it's not my fault. He bought when I bought a plank on the Cirrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. But he's one of those seated drivers. Uh, Come on, son. <laughs> Explain it. I've lost track now. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going down the serious track. How uh, look, uh, <laughs> the yutz. 
What was you, it like to you, come out? Now, JP, uh, you, you, you've got a bit of an update on, on, on Keithy. Keithy? Keithy, yeah. George. Keithy has got the crow's feet happening oh. severely. No. I don't know whether he's had the rest of the face pulled back a little bit tighter, but certainly he's showing his age around the eyes. He can get crazy. That's probably all that squinting at good-looking women in Sydney, mind you, <laughs> as he's known to do. No, but, but Mrs. Mrs. Keithy, Lauren, mm. or the Paddington Bear, as she's been known to be called, <laughs> is actually, she's, she's, she's cool. Well, mate, Has she got him on the straight and narrow? I don't think that'll ever happen. Let far be it from us to say. But there he was going backwards through the chase today. I did actually spot so, that from the crest yeah. of the, he, the Conrad. Going back. Mm. He he he's not Greek, Greek, is he? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Does he eat at the Acropole? <laughs> wow. He just said backwards. and Well, well he used to be an NRL player, oh, so there could have been all that sniffing. That side-throwing, bum-sniffing. Exactly. Anyway, no, look, Keefy George... He's a sport. He is. On the penultimate evening of the Bathurst 1000, the grand final of Australian motorsport. The holy pilgrimage. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, viewers, that's our added running commentary. The deeply grunts from... The (laughs) dishwasher. Chief cook and bottle washer. Yeah. (laughs) I think we have to raise our glasses to... um, one of our close uh, friends, uh, Alan Simonson, for joining Greg Murphy in winning pole position today yep. at uh, the Bathurst 1000. Whilst oh, Greg did the driving for to win it, and the weather was a little bit advantageous, a tiny bit, but we'll talk about that a little bit more. Alan was also fastest in the warm-up, which means, I feel, viewers, there's very good energy going around around, around the Pepsi Max area there and meeting the young guy before who'd done the livery design the 10 or 12 year old brilliant i think it's going to be a good day tomorrow for these guys can't honestly say that i'll think they'll take the big lollies home but oh, top Jesus. five he's a tough critic isn't he he's a tough critic but then that is his own driver look at look, hey. look at the historics well, he's and his own see driver. how many driver. driver what's he say about me behind my back jp oh mate you wouldn't want to know Gee. honestly viewers right in now's a chance to ride in let yeah. me tell you let... we're watching the producer well, i saw you dumping down the list i said jp let's bail yeah we did oh <laughs> we're out of there we there's a lot of love in this room nothing but grief that's right. We thought, uh, we better go home and get, Let's get, get the, the chickens in and out. Yeah. Those chickens took ages. Start cooking. Chicken. Oh, how were the chickens? Cold Very good. Good chicken. There, there's someone. Did they cross the road to get here? Someone here has no. not said a word. Absolutely how was dinner? Not. Yeah, good shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. High praise indeed. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> In true words of a great Aussie young fella. There you go. Good <laughs> shit, Disappointing bro. to watch uh, Jamie uh, Winkup um, on TV um, at the end of the, uh, the shootout for him to go and say, hey, you know, that was pretty much a waste of time, not a fair deal, um, you know, jerking yeah. around sort of thing. And, you know... Practice was pretty if much it had a been, waste If it had been someone who had been down the back of the field and would never have had a chance, and it was just a random poll, I'd have gone, OK, there's a little bit of merit in, in some of that. But I thought, I mean, when, he's known to be a whinger, but I was just, I was just quite... Just walk for me to fucking see me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks, Mike. That's, that's, thanks for the... Uh, uh, that's, that's just... just uh, excuse me, uh, delete that from the jury's uh, uh, mind. Delete the sentence. That was the uh, Serbian, oh, Serbian boss. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that Jamie... Good job. Okay, view, okay viewers, the, the show's just taken another notch no, to Jamie uh, actually, M15+. Plus. Jamie Wincup actually degraded... The, the whole concept of, of Murph getting pole because, you know, Murph knows how to get pole here and that was unfair of him to say that. It was just, it was just being childish, I thought. And, and someone else had pointed out that he's actually being a bit of a tosser earlier about giving his pit crew crap going, I'm driving good, but exactly. my pit crew's a bit But if you read his Twitter post, he's trying to backpedal. Andrew? Yeah, a bit harsh, a bit harsh because... Um, you know, you're working as a team, and for him to blame blame his for him to blame his crew for his subpar performances is a bit harsh. But I mean, he's coming first in the championship, so but as a, he's whinging for no reason. But if, if, as a team a team person, I mean, how how would you you know behind? Yeah, you, you, how would you feel? Yeah, you'd be but it, it's not motivating to go out and and put more effort in when he says that about you. So I don't know if that's <laughs> going to help him perform any better, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know why he's saying that mm. sort of thing. So, um, just going around the table, bets on tomorrow? My Scotty new, new, new co-chef, Scotty? Who's running? The man who, we can't reveal his name, because he could be a dentist who mentioned it was the best meal in his life, who do you think tomorrow? The Pepsi car. Nah. So, what was that, 10 bucks you just slid over the table? Yeah. I like the bottle of car. You have a good chance. The bottle of car? Who's in the bottle of car? I don't know. Dumbrell and Canto. Dumbrell and So, Mick, what do you reckon? Emerson Fittipaldi and... Uh, <laughs> Juventus. Jochen <laughs> Mass. <laughs> We're really digging back now. <laughs> I don't know, Jack Hardy. Look, Bathurst's just a total lottery. I'd like to see a Ford win. I have to say that. Oh, really? Yeah, I would like to see I a can't Ford. see on the performance <laughs> recently. Yeah, but... Stephen Richards. It's about reliability. There's going to be a lot of changeable weather. You just don't know that they could just put one, pull one out of a hat. Now, we'll be only putting this up for people to listen to after the event. True. They won't hear this before. No, look, I'm, uh, I'm sort of... Rooting for the Orcon car, my good friend Mark Winterbottom yeah, and Steve Richards. I think they're, they're I think they're well, a dark they're horse. Due, they are so due for a. a, a they were robbed that. I mean, two that years would be or good. Years I, ago. I think that they're totally due for a win. And um, they got speed. They got, they got enough experience. They got the balance. I think the car's there now. I think that's. Uh, but look, I. Yeah, you're right. They do need the luck. I think the. I think the. I think the favourite's going to have to be Scaife and Lowndes after their Phillip Island 500 performance and their previous year yeah, of. You know. JP, the engineering and engineering and professionalism and setup in this But I. Maybe so, but I don't actually think that's what the viewers want anymore. I think they're a little bit sick. They like a little bit of an upset like the weather had today. Yeah, and, I mean, the, the face, there were faces almost as long as Rusty Sausage in some of those pit bays when the weather came down. I mean, almost as long, but not as long. Old oh, Sven a good job. Old Sven. In the first line. Your cousin Sven. And uh, it's amazing how it swings, doesn't it? You know, the, from the Godfather. 
<laughs> to the Danish son. The other son I wish I had. <laughs> Who's now got an iPhone and is dangerous. Yeah. And on that night... Look out, viewers. Did you I'd like... Andrew? What's that? Who do you, who do you want who do you to pick? Andrew. Oh, I reckon Murph, the last time he was on pole, I think he went on to win the race, so I'm going to stick with him. You can't miss Andrew. What are you? I got the... the, the... I gotta tell you, there's one from outside left field. I reckon you gotta keep a close eye on. Mm -hmm. Bridie and Andy Jones. Last year, they finished off. Bridie finished off strong. He, they ran. He just ran out of laps. He had the car, had the pace, had the tyres, and the pitch strategy. Finished fourth, just smoking home. So they, they could be the far outside. I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to see um, Alan and obviously win it. But I'm also going to go for a left field one. Um, and it's simply because it can come down to strategy being 10 laps out, you got the right freshest tyres and the right fuel strategy, me in the right position in the safety car. And I'm going to go for Jonathan Webb and Richard Lyons. No. Ooh. That's, Ooh. Very, very oh, that's a big call. No, that's a, You're just doing that. That's a controversial. Just to get people confused. <laughs> He's done. Well, would you like to just sign off then on the evening of this episode of Radio Hot Lap? Do you like thank the viewers? I'm accustomed I am to public speaking like. <laughs> 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 no, it's, uh, I, look, I reckon it's going to be uh, it's the team effort, the strategy and that, but, you know, uh, the guy who'll win it to me will be the winners. Another profound... On that note, viewers... You've just been listening to, or have just missed, the one and only episode where the godfather of Serbia has been on the show of Radio Hotlap. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. Good morning, listeners. There's got to be one more smart-ass comment. Somebody, somebody, somebody.